I'm coming live from the Music Garage Chicago. So they're listening to Six Wings Fried Hard. What is this podcast about? This podcast is about two rude boys from Chicago that are still exploring their friendship through music and current events. Actually, you know, I've been a lot of good stuff going on. I had a little tragedy in my life, not that everybody else hasn't mm-hmm. fairly recently. Right. But it's been some really dope stuff going on the last few weeks for me recently, too. I signed a lease, and I'll be living on my own for the first time. Oh, okay, that's cool. Where are you going to be living? Yeah, in the same spot. Oh, so you're kicking so Jeff be, out? Basically. And I'm going to be two blocks from the music garage. So, yeah, even when you need to come to town, you know what I mean? I literally got a spare bedroom. So as long as you can convince Linda, if it's both of y'all, you got a free spot in Chicago. Yeah, that's awesome. (laughs) I mean, like, if y'all two visiting, period. But I know for sure if you solo, you know, you got a spot in the middle of the city if you ever need it. Keep Jeff on the lease just in case you get sued, though. (laughs) No, what the fuck do that mean? What would I get sued for? (laughs) I don't know, but you want to blame it on him. What should I expect to be doing? <laughs> I can tell you're coming from the music garage tonight. Not in a bad way, but it's present in the mix. People will notice. Oh, yeah. Well, this is going to have to be what it is this week. There's not much I could do about it. But and I mean, the, the good news in that is people are starting to practice a lot more in Chicago. So in case anybody is wondering, I'm coming live from the music garage Chicago. There I got to work on that. That's good to get more people to practicing, though. That means stuff's going to open up. We getting there. So the good news, even from my my one of my bands, it's a ska band I'm in called Running Punch mm-hmm. from Chicago, Illinois, in case you want to check us out. We're officially going to stop testing before rehearsals because over 85% of the band will be vaccinated. So, yeah, we did start practicing a couple months ago, but we do test. That 85%, you know, it is whatever. And, you know, check our math if you need to out there, mathematicians. Mm -hmm. But there are six of us, and I believe five of us by next practice will be vaccinated. If you round generously, yeah, we get to 85. (laughs) Well, that's what we're going to have to do, motherfucker. (laughs) No, check this out. While I was saying it, I knew I was like, shit, I hope they're not actually doing the math. But the, I'm blaming Curtis for that. I'm blaming Curtis for that. He said 85, and that might have been a joke of his because if he said 85, that probably mean we all got it. It's only one person I'm not sure if they got um, vaccinated yet. Well, and that's 83 why I said and a that. third, so yeah. That's basically yeah, there, basically. though. And that's another rule out there. So, like, I don't know when people will hear this. Uh, fairly soon, hopefully, but this is coming out. Um in the march and as of now at least in chicago i think there's a national cdc rules though they basically saying it's like if everybody like it's different ways to look at it look up the rules on your own because i'm going to uh botch this but if you are the only person in a room full of vaccinated people that isn't vaccinated you are fine like i mean you aren't fine you're just not gonna catch it in there like, you the only unvaccinated person, you're not going to catch it in there. You're yeah. probably going to catch it the next time you go to the grocery right. store. Right, yeah. 
um, if you're not being responsible. I mean, either way, not necessarily try to make light of it, but for real, try not to do too much if you haven't been fortunate enough to get the shot yet, or at least yep. surround yourself with vaccinated people. Yeah, we aren't out of it yet, <laughs> but we're getting close. I don't have a date yet because I'm not really qualified or whatever. I guess, like, some people are slipping in if you're ready to do it at a moment's notice or waiting a long line, like they have some extra shit they don't want to throw away. But I don't have time for that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be all right. I'll get it in my turn. Because uh, it's not that big of a change for me technically right now anyways, you know? Mm, right. My job situation isn't going to change. I'm going to be – I'm keeping everybody remote on the team for at least the rest of the year. I should have this thing Yeah, but you could, go, you could go to Universal once it's open, though. Once you get the shot. True. I mean, I am. So I'll be back. I'll be in uh, Hollywood at least by the end of April because they open in the parks. Yeah, I'm excited about it because it's it's a ride at Universal that I only rode once, that new Jurassic right. Park ride. Yeah, we got to get back to that. Well, I don't know if I'll have it by April, so I won't go with you that time. But after that, I'm sure we'll do it again. Or I talked to Linda. She, um, she's probably ahead, cool sir. about um, uh, coming by, like, if you're vaccinated and you come on out, she's probably cool. We'll sync up, but that'll probably work. Yeah, just let me know. Even if she's slightly uncomfortable about it, uh, as long as she's comfortable with you visiting me somewhere, that'll be cool. Just more risky. Now <laughs> that I think about it, yeah. it's better off for the both of you if she like, oh, yeah, y'all hang out here instead of, like, you come out into the wild. Right. But, you know, whatever works. We could still be pretty safe with that. Oh, for sure. We'll I know y'all been pretty good with it. Have y'all been mountain climbing? Did you say y'all haven't been since this? So we don't actually do mountain climbing. We do a lot of hikes and stuff, sometimes up a steep hill. But, like, mountain climbing is where you have, like, ropes and shit. We don't do that. Um, yeah, I know, nigga. I'm just okay. talking about the short mountains that we walk up. Yeah, the one that I took you to, the like, we the, with the stairs there in Culver City, Kenneth Hahn State Park. We actually went to that recently, but it was crowded as fuck, so we just stayed. We didn't do the steps. We went to, like, a side area. I'm not surprised it was crowded. It ain't shit else to do nowhere. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'd be surprised if people in L.A. are gaining weight. Like, during the pandemic, people are just getting even more in shape, probably, in, in L.A. Everybody else across the country is gaining weight, and you all found a way to be even more vain. Maybe some of them, <laughs> some of us, not me. Yeah. <laughs> no, I didn't. I was do just saying bad. that's probably. I might have gained. That's five. probably part of the reason all of these motherfuckers was on the hill. Are you fully vaccinated now? Or you still got one coming up, right? I'm fully vaccinated as of two days, two th- two to three days from now, because they want you to wait fourteen days. It'll yeah. be fourteen days in a couple of days after my second shot. Gotcha. So I'm like done, done. Yeah, like I'm. I just need the time period to pass. Yep. That's literally the only reason I've done no traveling yet. Yeah. Not that I'm going to travel like the second I'm good Saturday, but maybe next week. Well, I should tell you, we're going to be out of town. I'm going to cut this shit out, of course, because I don't want people knowing where I am, but um, we're going to the fucking Grand Canyon or some shit. Oh, yeah, you told me that was coming up. I'm kind of jealous of that. Then you was like, I don't want to go. I don't. Like you said, you don't. Dude, I could not. I want to see the Grand Canyon. Grand Canyon. Dude, I want to go to the Grand Canyon with like so much weed. But see, that's not the trip she and I are gonna have. And besides that, you just right, bored really... and high. 
<laughs> no, I'm never I'm never bored when I'm high. Okay. April 9th. Not the way I get high. <laughs> I'm not trying to come till at least the end of next month. So I okay, won't miss yeah, you. Okay, yeah. It, just, it just means we won't be able to do a podcast. No, my early traveling, honestly, I might go to Florida first. Because I might go to that Universal alone. Because I walk a lot crazy. down there, so that'll be cool. Yeah, they are, but I'm vaccinated, so fuck them. Yeah. I blame Les and Jiggy. Oh, yeah. You go ahead. Are they the biggest band in Florida? I think it depends on how you biggest measure it, but probably. Sky band, yeah. Yeah, biggest Sky band. Biggest Sky band, sure. Biggest band, not nearly. No, yeah. I'm sure there's something. Uh, uh, <laughs> Pitbull uh, or whatever. It's a million. Well, yeah, it would be some artist. Yeah, exactly. Um, my the biggest to me i don't know who the biggest between these two is probably against me um you know lord oh, jane grace uh that'll give you wrong his, for uh it. practices actually here now to, um in chicago at the music garage i believe they're being practices somewhere here they probably the biggest band or a band you probably haven't heard of because they're more recent and more poppy punk mm -hmm. is it the we band? the kings we the kings i don't know if i know them that sounds familiar yeah, they got a bunch of stuff from like the last fifteen years. Like, and that's what I'm calling calling newer. Sure, <laughs> party like it's. Yeah, I don't think I know much about them. They're like mostly covers, or maybe all covers. They're cool. I like them. Mm. I'm trying to debate if the first time I saw Kamiri, Less than Jake was on the lineup too. It was the Sky Against Racism tour. What was that like? 1998, I think. Oh, that's our album for the day. Solidarity, the 2020 album from Kamuri. So that's a newer album? Yeah. Mm, very new. That's very interesting. That makes a lot of sense now. Did you check this out? Yeah, I listened to it. So, like, literally one of my first notes mm -hmm. was how mature the guy's voice is. Like, no shit. It was like, wow, his voice sounds so mature. <laughs> um, like, I was just curious, like, how old this motherfucker was, no shit. Like, I was like, because a lot of these albums that we looking up people, just like a lot of bands, yeah. even though nowadays, the lucky thing about the world and music, the world that we live in and the way music is embraced, it don't matter how old you are. So if we found out that some band got big at 40, I feel like that's possible nowadays. Yeah. And it's amazing. Yeah. You know, like, all you got to do... Either one of us, we could literally write a one-hit wonder, and if the right person hear it tomorrow, yeah, that's it. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like it'll blow up, right? And that's amazing. Yeah, that's the amazing part about music. But with that said, I know this band isn't brand new, but I didn't realize that this was an album from last year. So it was like, yeah, this dude sounds forty, but <laughs> that's because he's forty. So, which is you know, yeah, cool. <laughs> I think he's the only original guy. I saw them in Vegas a couple of years ago with um, Dan Pothast and somebody else that was good. Could that have been Be Like Max? I can't remember. But anyway, and it was a whole new lineup. It was the original singer guy. And then, like, there couldn't have been an original other member because everybody looked so young. I think the original trumpet player passed away. I remember hearing something about that. It was like a tragic thing. This is one of those situations where you, you got to talk about like what is Kamuri, but a lot of it does center around the main guy whose name I don't know. Um, but yeah, this album must be all new players. In fact, those cuts, if you notice the last like 10 tracks or whatever, that say best to the 25th edition, those are all classic songs that they recut with the new lineup. Hmm. People love to recut classics with new lineup. I don't. I dislike it.
So you didn't like that they did that? To be honest with you, no. Because for the most part, these cuts are just like alternate takes. And now I'm torn. Like, do I want to listen to the 77 Days version of this or the Solidarity version? And try and decide like which is better. I'm like, they're basically the same. And if anything, I prefer the old one just because I'm used to it. Even though I haven't no. heard the old one, but like part of the problem is when something becomes classic, you don't like when it's something that can compete with it. Like, let's say like you in a room full of other like people who love that band. And now y'all singing along to that song. Because like that happens. Or or like you could literally go into lyrics off of some song that's a classic and different part y'all all from each other. You know what I mean? Even yeah. if y'all listening along to a track, people like to do the new version over a track, like case in point. A lot of people will know this. Blink-182, um, Travis, this is actually a perfect example of this, actually. Mm -hmm. Blink-182, when they get Travis a few years in, they did Mark Time and Travis show, the live show. Right. And it's like they did 20 songs. Some of them was before Travis was in the band. So that's Travis's cut at some songs he never got to do. Uh -huh. And like he ripped them apart, you know. So like those songs he are way, parts, yeah. He he ripped those songs apart. So him playing, like anybody out there, just listen to the Mark Time and Travis version of, for example, um, going away to college. Uh huh. And like the regular version, that version are just so stupid different, just from the drums perspective. And but every song is, um, and then even in that song also. They get this line where they be like, beautiful to me. And it's like they say, beautiful Haley. You know, at the live. No, uh -huh. sorry. I'm really fucking it up. They say, beautiful Sky Lee. Sky now I sound like an idiot. Yeah, Haley. So, yeah, but like you see, like it's slightly different line, whatever. But like all the way through, like different songs, they might change harmonies on this little thing. So with Blink System, music stays the same for the most part. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you could change those words fucking around on top of it at a party and people just like laugh or whatever. But if you change music at all inside of songs, then that, that starts to change a little more. Which I don't know if they did exactly for community because I, I, I don't have reference to the first versions if, of some of those songs. If they change the charts on these community songs, it's in a non-obvious way. These are Okay, well that's faithful. good. Yeah. That's good that it stays legit chart. Well, actually, that's the part that I wish they would have. So, first of all, I don't need a recut of all these, just me personally. I, I like the new original stuff. But if you're going to re-dip back into the well, I feel like you got to reinvent it. Kind of like how Big D has done Apology a couple of times. Not like it sounded on Good Luck. Um, but just like, hey, here's a totally different take on this. And even if it's not my favorite take, it's still interesting, you know? Yeah, it's hard. So, like, I've been in that personal position before with my own bands where it was like for different reasons we would like redo something now, always with newer people yeah. and i think it kind of make even more sense for my band like we not nearly as big as any of these bands like you know like we we doing all right locally you know in the midwest you know yeah. people like to run a bunch a little bit you know and we gracious about it but you know either way it's not the same thing as most of these like bands that are you know have done a lot more than us uh toured around a bunch more than us it's like this this song is part of what made you what you are already. You're not still trying mm -hmm. to get like necessarily get masses to hear it. It's like your fan base is set, bam. You know. Mm -hmm. But I, I feel like when you do it in their position, it's it's something internal that you did that they did for themselves in a way, mm -hmm. you know. It could be a lot of things behind it though. A lot of different motivations from redoing an album.
Sure. Yeah, yeah. The newer stuff, and I don't know if you know where the line is in, in Spotify. It says best of the 25th for the end of it, but there's about 12 new tracks here. What do you think of those? Oh, you talking about the first? Uh, yeah. Ten. ten so you talking about the earlier ones, right? Yeah. Anchor, Blue Moon, My Ghost Town, yeah. which has nothing to so do with So I the like them, and that's what I'm saying. Like, it, it's hard to explain, and that's why I kind of do want to listen back to some of the older stuff, even though I guess mm -hmm. some of it is on here. I just want to see how they changed over the years because it's a like very like just in general the entire band has a mature sound like this damn yeah. near in a way sounds like yeah this is the lead singer and a bunch of pros you know what I sure. mean yeah. it's like and and not in a bad way at all it's just like they are really tight they're um, wrecking crew yeah it seems pretty progressive to have been an older band too. So yeah. even if he's still writing these songs, it's like, I feel like his sound has moved on with the latter edge of the third wave. It still sounds like New Scott. And that's also what was surprising me. I didn't look at the release time of the album, but like, it's all real clean. It sound real good. Yeah. Um, I would say favorite song for me was probably Blue Moon out of yeah. them. And that could maybe go a few different ways, but it was like, I like that lyrically a lot too. This is not my favorite album. All It feels very true. This is Kamiri, no doubt about it. Um, it mm -hmm. has all the things I'm looking for, all the right flavors for this band that I've loved for a long time, but there aren't any hits to me. And I feel bad saying that. If I have to pick one, I think it's Too Young. Another song that has nothing to do with the specials. I I get what you mean with that, because I do like Blue Moon, but I wouldn't necessarily say it's a banger that I need to listen to over and over. But that also depends. Like that's person to person. I don't know how they ended up doing with this album, but you know, even being in the band like I am myself, like a lot of people have different favorite songs for themselves. Sure, yeah. So, you know, maybe some kind of way something off this album did grab somebody because it's, like I said, it's all very well done, and that's the first step sometimes. Yeah. Um, just, you know, letting it be clean. And because, see, you need more bangers per capita the smaller you are. Like, once you, like, hit it to a certain level, and I know they're not, like, the biggest band in the world, but they have followers, you know? So, like, mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure it'll probably be a fair amount of people who knew who they are were excited that this came out and was probably, like, Okay, I'll take that for a, for a new album. Because even you, right? Like, yeah, I know you like some of their older stuff more, but I would say even not to be a fan of them um, yet, like to be pretty new to them, I can appreciate this album. You know what I'm saying? Like, I could yeah. see I could see this being a band that I already like, and then it was like, oh, they gave me a new album when I didn't expect it, and enjoying this. You know what I mean? Because you also can't expect anybody ever to give you what they gave you 20 years ago like if somebody point. had some great album like who does that again especially that far later True. most people like and i know you you might have a different opinion on this and you can state it if you have it but a lot of different people don't really think people can have more than one like great album you know oh, that's interesting and i mm -hmm. yeah i think that can be Debatable. I think that's debatable for sure. Mm -hmm. I don't personally know if I like any artist that I think had two great albums because I'm harsh. I'm a harsh critic too. Whoa! Like as far as great, like the entire album, great. You can't even give it to Big D. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> 
Fluent and Stroll, Steady Riot. All three of those are masterpieces. Easy. Good Luck is the only one that I that I says is perfect to me, and that's personally. Well, I'm gonna give two like, masterpieces. Go oh, sorry. Go ahead. I think it's just about when certain things hit you, man. Sure. And that's just what it is. Good luck hit hard at the right time. Yeah. You know, and like maybe the other ones could have, but I feel so that's the thing. And that's why I think good luck might be the best of all three. I feel like good luck would have got me at any time. True. That could come out today and it would change my world. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like that would have got me anytime. Those other two, it's like I like a fair amount on them, but I don't have to listen to those whole albums. Me personally. Okay. Like, I don't have to. I'm not saying I need to cut any of it off. Right, right. But, like, even if I was going to make, like, okay, like, case in point, when I make Sky Playlist, it'll be, like, four songs out of 20 from Good Luck. That's a lot. Yeah. You know, that's a lot to get off one album when it's supposed to be, oh, this is random Sky songs. You know, like, you know, this it's just, like, that was the one for me that, like, was, was really, you know. And like I said, I, I, I do appreciate things from other albums and I appreciate a lot from a lot of people's albums but like once I have to skip a track or two if I'm trying to have an all banger day then I don't consider it a perfect album anymore and that's all I'm saying like I said I feel like I'm a a harsher critic when it comes to that than most people but I also feel like it should be that way because then like you know you a little bit more like your list feels a little more true all right, so if yeah, if you can't have even one sour track that disqualifies you from being a masterpiece, then yeah. Let me see. Of uh, Kamiri's older albums, Little Playmate is definitely a masterpiece then. I wouldn't skip a single track. Uh, 77 Days is my second favorite. I'm looking at the list now. Is there something I skip on here? I don't think so. So maybe Father's Mountain. But I'm going to go ahead and say two masterpieces from Kamiri. But I mean, even if it's one track, I'll kind of give you that. Skipping yeah. one track, I'll kind of give you that. Most people I'm on see record, these, I don't like Safe Haven that much. <laughs> most people see these when you skip. Um, it, most people see these, the older it is, you got to skip a couple tracks. Because they yeah. did filler on purpose. There was a long mm-hmm. time when the music industry was forcing people to do 20-track songs. Mm-hmm. And it's like some people only write four good songs at a time. So it's plenty, <laughs> yeah. it's plenty of bands in different genres where I'll tell you I love a song or two of theirs. And I gotta turn off the rest of the album because it was ass. And it might be a 2025 right. song album, R and B, Sky, Hip Hop, Blues, you name it, they got some ass tracks. Every Michael Jackson album. Ooh, I don't know if Except I maybe not that. thriller. I would have to go back and listen to some of them. But that is, that's probably a true thing because yeah. even further back than that, it was albums that came out kind of shitty. One of my sure. friends, I was at their house a couple months ago um, for brunch, and um, she put on a Temptations uh, um, vinyl. Okay. Like it was like some cool shit. And I don't know yeah. what this bullshit was. I ain't never <laughs> heard it before. And I was like, man, you cut this shit out because it was like, they was barely singing. I'm pretty sure it was years after David Ruffin left, uh-huh. you know, and he was the man. Yeah. Um. I don't know who the like. That's what I'm saying. Like, put it like this. Like, it's funny. I should. I should. I love the Temptations for the record. Like for anybody else, that's actually one of my favorite, favorite, favorite groups. 
But like whatever the fuck this shit was, I really just found out what it is. Because I'm pretty sure. So like I don't know if everybody out there noticed, but like a lot of doo-wop groups and groups where they were a little after doo-wop, but groups of the older times, Motown in general, didn't necessarily have the proper rights to themselves. So if any type of discrepancy would happen within the band, it would become more than one band. So for a little while, there was the Temptations, the Temptations Review, and there may have been the third one that I don't know the name of. So that's what I'm talking about. Like, this shit sounds like it was like the Temptations Review. Like, okay, <laughs> yeah, like yeah, we are yeah. two of the five Temptations, even though we were the fourth and sixth members and just liked each other. And yeah, now we're yeah. going to get three new members and record a new album. Right. It's like, the well, that's not really the temptation. Yeah. yeah, and then he had to step up because the other one died, so now he, <laughs> like, you know, it's like, the bass player was a roadie, and now he's a singer, you know, like, it was like, come on, man. he yeah. just liked being around a band. Yeah, you know, it's funny you mentioned that, like, every so often, I'll think I need to go through the back catalog of somebody, like, old, like, let's say, like, Sam Cooke. And you, so that I'm might getting... be worth it, but that might be worth it. It's certain mm. people I'll list. I'll give it a shot because at least yeah. you know it's gonna be Sam Cooke's voice on every track. So True. I'll give you that. I'll, that's what I'm saying. Like it wasn't David Ruffin, and that's my favorite Temptation. Uh -huh. It wasn't the high voice guy because I'm saying, I'm saying I, I think I looked at the album and it came out close to 1980. A lot of the reg, regular guys you would want to hear were gone yeah. by then. Right. So it's like, man, I need to figure out what that album was just to make sure. But either way, <laughs> no matter who was just involved in it. it. No track was anything I had ever heard before, which don't mean that I'm going to hate it, but it just wasn't even good because it's like it was noodling. But like, yeah, yeah Sam Cooke, even noodling, I might give that a shot before some group trying to do it. Um, That's fair, yeah. I'm not saying turn it off, but like, I don't need to hear him sing the Star Spangled Banner or just, you know, like, like a random American standards where they're just like a fine take, just stuff like that. A lot of older people... Or the same thing I was talking about earlier, where it's the same cut that they did it on three albums, and they're basically the same. You know, and like, you know me, I, I can get real nerdy about music, but not to the point where I'm going to listen to three basically identical things and write an essay about them, you know? So old, that's just a thing in a lot of older music, too. But man, yeah, you should... All right, so you did like this. Then I got to say, you should go back, start at Little Playmates, the first album, which is a masterpiece. And then do 77 days. And I think you'll find it's the energy, the precision, the quality songwriting and arrangements that you heard on this album. But for me personally, it, and perhaps it's just the nostalgia or whatever, bigger hits. I'm not going to disagree at all at the level of the hits because that's just the way it goes sometimes. Like, yeah. That's part of the reason I do want to listen to some of the other stuff because I want to see how much of this is trying to recapture um, a vibe. Like, I want to see how much it mimics some of the older stuff. Because I believe you got to be some similarities in it somewhere along the way. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, it's in that regard. I feel like that would be part of the reason maybe he had them redo the album. It's like, maybe you want the, the new people to feel what the old people felt in some regard. You know, it's sure, like, yeah, maybe if y'all go through this and then we record more after this, then it's been, it's like... Your fingers have been where we went, and let's build off of some older stuff type thing. You know, yeah. Well, think about it. You know he made him learn all those songs when he went on the tour, because they played mostly old stuff. I don't remember any new tracks when I saw him. Yeah, in that Vegas, makes maybe. sense. 
I appreciate you. If you're gonna make him learn it, let him put him down on recording. You know. Yeah, I'm supposed to. So yeah, no disrespect about that. Um, but I was so glad to just hear more Kimuri. This is wonderful. It's true to form. It's great. Yeah, I definitely will listen again or listen to more for sure. I'll listen to this one again though. Cause yeah. like sometimes you need to give something another listen. So you were already familiar with this album? Um, no, actually, I don't know if you remember when we were looking at stuff last time we uh, recorded, which there's a little break. Listeners won't have that. These will come out in a row, but um, both of us had some stuff going on. And uh, I had I was going to pick one of the older Kamiri albums because I love this band so much. And then I didn't know that something came out last year. I feel kind of bad about being late to the table, but obviously then like, yeah, I wanted to hear this and talk about it. Hmm. Yeah, I discovered well. them, like I said, they were on the Ska Against Racism tour that Mike Park put together. Blew me away. It was the only band I didn't know. They weren't selling the albums there. They were only selling t-shirts, which was really frustrating. And I just remember them closing with uh, the song called On the Streets, which has this dope little horn intro. Just horns and then starts hits. Like epitome of a good punk ska song. Great closer. They got the three horns front and center on the stage. Great presence and energy, just a masterpiece of a band. Even then, I wonder how they gonna plan to tour when the world opens back up. Probably since they dropping new albums. I don't see why not. Yeah, I mean, like I said, it's a whole bunch of younger guys now. And let's face it, you could get more if you need them. You know, you lose one guy, you could keep this going. So as long as the main dude has the energy and he seems like he's full of energy. I hope we see another 77 days for them in the U.S. So that's what that's about, a tour? Yeah, that was the Scoggins Racism tour um, when they were here. They, um, it was a 77-day, I don't know, it's been like, you know, a long time since I read the liner notes, but that was how long they were in the U.S. or outside of Japan or whatever. That's not an extremely long tour, but that's a long tour to be in another country. There's some story about Kimuri. So, like, you know, they started, they probably started West Coast, and as they're going then east on the tour, at some point they get to, like, Iowa or whatever, and they had driven through the middle of the night, so it's dark and everybody's asleep, and in the morning, these Japanese dudes who I think are from Tokyo or wherever, maybe Osaka, whatever, wherever they're from, it's a big, dense city. For the first time in their life, they got out and, like, couldn't see a building in any direction, and that just blew these guys away. I, I feel like if it was the first time ever and I was older and that happened, it would blow me away too. But, I mean, it makes sense in a way because honestly, I don't see mountains that often. So I'm not as wild because I expect it when I'm near them. But that's what I'm saying. That's why I like doing that when I'm near you all because it's like, I mean, you know you from Chicago. Mm-hmm. Cali is way different from Chicago. The landscape is just so different. And I oh, haven't yeah. been... To different places like that very much until I started to come see you, you know, one time in Arizona. So over the few years, I'm more familiar with it. But the first few times even seeing that is like, you know, the Midwest is so flat in comparison. Yeah, I didn't uh, appreciate it that much until I started living out here. It's different and it's cool, you know, like it's not like I feel like I couldn't go back to Chicago for that reason or something. But the landscapes and whatnot are pretty neat. If I ever left Chicago, I'm not coming back to the fuck because of the fucking cold. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no hell no although I, I did have a thought about that one time like maybe i need to just go throw myself headfirst back into a chicago winter and write an emo record 
<laughs> I didn't know you were into writing emo. I'm not, but you know, big you tradition that of that in Chicago. You? Oh yeah, uh, yeah. I'm you. actually, I actually have one group working on something of the sort again now. Is this the Pedito project? No. Okay. I'm getting one of my old projects back together. What's that, Sadie? No, that's not old. That's still current. Current COVID okay. just has it not going. No, I got a project cake eater. So we. Oh yeah. Yeah, we getting back together, dude. Everything's getting back together. We might as well. We might as well get back together too. All my <laughs> bands are back together, officially. Expect a call from me out there of a random outburst. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But isn't there some controversy about guitar players or like some ranges? What? What era of random outbursts are you going for? What do you mean by controversy? There's there's two uh, guitar players. I don't think they overlapped, so obviously the sound changed quite a bit. What's the truest form? Oh, there were four guitar players. The truest form, no offense to anybody out there, not that any of them are really listening, especially those newer guys probably, but the truest form was the original for sure. Mendoza? And the reason I'll say that so... It was two different guitar players for that second album. But the first album was so fun. Random Outburst for me was fun early on. That's my first band ever. I was 16. Man. And a couple of those songs were really good. But just sure, being around absolutely. those dudes, that was the time of my life. By the time that second album came out, that shit was just too stressful for us to be some fucking kids. You know, like, and it was just like for weird reasons, you know, and then like, our, and I don't know if you know this, our last show ever actually brought back the original guitar players. No, our last show ever, you knew, and I think you probably were there and just don't remember. I might have been, yeah. It was, it I didn't was know my, you guys oh, yet. You know what? You sure didn't, and you wouldn't have been there. The last show ever was my freshman year of college, uh, the first week of school. We played at the gallery. We had the uh -huh. original guitar players. I don't know how that happened. But we played, we played some old songs, some new songs. And then we was all like, yep, we'll uh, be practicing soon. We never talked again. Now, eventually, <laughs> as people, we all communicated again. But, like, we played, like, this show that was supposed to be, like, the old new lineup again. And then that was it. Nobody tried anything. Nobody even talked about it again. That is the weirdest way for a band to, like, break up. Cause I know, I've had relationships like that. I mean, technically, we didn't break up. So you've had yeah, nights yeah. where it was like, you straight up dating this girl for three years, and then one night y'all go out and y'all say goodnight, and neither one of y'all just ever text each other again? It's like we both decided to ghost each other, and then by the time I realized it and got mad, I was like, ah, oh, it'd be weird now. But you wanted to do it anyway. So, like, <laughs> that is fucked up when, like, you get what you wanted, but then you mad. It was like, damn, I was expecting them to at least, like, hit me up so I have to change phone numbers or something. So here's what I ain't even wait 90 days and just text bitch. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, that'll get us canceled. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> text, him, text him a picture of you, like, six months later, slipping a ring on somebody else's finger. Oh, that's fucked up. You know, it's a crazy thing. I don't know if this is even a good story. The characters don't matter, but I bumped into, a, when I was in grad school, I bumped into a girl from my high school. We weren't like friends. We were like acquaintances or whatever. And she switched to the school I was at. 
and I offered her a ride to the like train station at some point because I had a car. And she's catching me up on all this crazy high school gossip that I don't care mm. about at all. But the thing she thought was the most juiciest thing is this one dude, or this dude and this girl, they were dating all through high school, which already is a little weird. And then um, he proposed to her and something that didn't work out. I don't know. But then within six months, he was engaged to another girl. Uh, <laughs> and if that was, but she wasn't as upset about that. She was like, and can you believe he proposed with the same ring? Oh, that definitely matters to people. What? They, like, they, like they the do. Girl they the do. Energy whole, out the ring? Dude, they do whole sitcom episodes about that. They've been doing that shit since the 80s. It been so many sitcom wives mad that their husband proposed with the same ring. Really? That's how that guy should know that it's a bad idea. <laughs> he didn't watch enough sitcoms. Apparently he, he either, did. Apparently. I'm that telling never you, happened like, on What's Happening or What's Happening Now. I guarantee you something you watched that happened on. I'm trying to remember <laughs> the specific show I 100% know it happened on. Because I think you watched it. Because th there's a show I know for sure, for sure they did that. And it's something real popular. But also, I guarantee you that gag then ran on a few different TV shows. Um, reusing the engagement ring is like kind of a, a gag. It might have been Everybody Loves Raymond. I like that show, but I didn't see every episode. That's one of them I like, but didn't see every episode, too. Yeah. Actually, the same with King of Queens for me, which is crazy because you watched a lot of that, and so did my dad. Dude, and I've I been still, through every episode. I love the game. He has two for sure because he watched it on syndication a lot. I, but that's the good thing for me. One day I might fuck around and watch every episode of that. Because I do really like it, but I just didn't catch them all. I'll watch King of Queens and wish I caught New York when New York was like that. You know what I mean? Because it's like, even by the time that show ended, New York wasn't what they were trying to act like it was. You know what I'm saying? Like, because that's what TV does anyway. Right. Like, TV tries to make all of our bigger cities look like they're more like they were 30 years ago than they are. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. It's like, they'll still try to make New York certain parts sound dangerous in a way that it's not. Like, <laughs> yeah. you might hear somebody try to talk about Harlem, and it's like, wait, no, Harlem is fully gentrified now. It's like, yeah, yeah. Stuy, it's like, Jay-Z has to talk about how he grew up. He can't talk about walking down Bandstad now and saying it's the same thing because that place is way different. That's what I'm saying. So it's a lot of Chicago in certain areas where you expect to be different. And I'm not saying I want um, New York to be dangerous some sort of way. I just want it to be cool in ways that it used to be. But when yeah. gentrification happens in certain ways, it just will kill a neighborhood. It's no For way sure. of getting around it. Once you change the people, 85%, they go that number again. Once you mm -hmm. change the people that much, it's it's going to just be different. It's not going to be what you expect or what you think you would feel. And it's like, I'm glad I got to New York once a long time ago, but it's like, I feel like there's a certain beauty in cities that's going to go away forever that if you didn't feel it, you won't. Not saying it still won't be good reasons to visit all of these cities. That it just will be different. Yeah, I agree, and I hear what you're saying, but also I want to point something out. I think your mind is poisoned because you have seen the Chicago Loop change from being a kind of cool place to being just like a business district. You're like, you lost something in the city. Am I right? You look at it that way a little bit? 
Yeah, but I also feel like I could look at the outside of New York until the same thing happened there. Not as much in LA because I can't see. I still right. can't tell what is going on there. Oh, it's just too big. LA, you can't compare. You could compare Chicago and New York, but LA is a different thing. You know, you, you it's don't its compare. own thing for sure. But it yeah. could still change in bad ways. And the only True. reason I think it LA does. hasn't as fast is because it's so fucking huge. So it's not going to be as noticeable. Even, even though New York is pretty big and bigger. But yeah. LA is set up where everything's still separated in a way. Like I know the neighborhoods yeah. are like basically separated by a mountain in a lot of ways. So True. it's like certain neighborhoods, it's like, yeah, they are gonna stay the same because you have to like who is cut off anyway. Who the gives a fuck? Right, yeah. You know what I mean? But like certain parts of Chicago, New York is like, well, this flows into this, so let, let's move on to this. Right. You know, let's okay, we dealt with this area, now we move west, you know, type of thing. But it's like it's a little different in LA and less necessary. Yeah. Well, here's what I was gonna say about New York, that in contrast to Chicago, where I do agree the loop is not as cool. I feel like New York is more of a survivor city that's gonna reinvent. And yeah, maybe like the spot that was cool won't be cool anymore. Like, you know, bars changed over, neighborhoods shift a little bit. But that's a survivor city. It'll be cool in a whole brand new way in five years. But I'm I'm fine with the cool brand new way, whatever. But like specifically, like I want Broadway to feel a certain way. Oh yeah, the I music, don't think that's and the, go and the music parts. No, they change though. Even that'll change. Like the way it feels in 15 years, mm-hmm. it can, and it could just be from what surrounds it. I'm talking about specific theaters. I mean, that's something that will sort of stay the same, and that's actually something I can maybe hold to hold on to in a way here in here in in New York. Yeah, but for sure, local music in ways blues blues is dying hard in Chicago. Like, yeah, we go have blues fest forever, right. but of course we are, and that's one time a year. You know, uh, Kingston Mind shut down. No, I didn't hear it. That's so sad. That's what I'm saying. Kingston Mass, that's how big is blues, uh, Chicago yeah. Blues Club. It's done. And part of it is the pandemic, but right. still, now what? Think about that. Now what? It's people, um, for sure they hear this podcast, and they and when they come to Chicago, if they hear blues, that's the first place they'll think of because it's the main blues club. Where what you about, like, Buddy Guys? Uh, Buddy Guys is still there. Yeah. I don't know. I'm pretty sure they're not playing again yet. Hopefully oh, they yeah, get I mean, open up soon. Hopefully they'll make it, yeah. I think they will, period. That's just the bigger ownership group. And sometimes that just gives you a better opportunity. You know how it goes with some of these people. Like, it's week to week on whether they're going to make it or not. Especially True. restaurants. Yeah, yeah, they don't make it 52 weeks, but they had to meet a quarter. All 52 of those weeks to keep their doors open. And people right. don't understand that about business, specifically restaurants. Even if it's the highest chain of some place that you love. If they have slow weeks, cool. But that means they're killing it every weekend and they have to. Yeah. Or or whoever running it might pull off the lights. Some of these restaurants, people don't know, if they had two bad weeks in a row, the owners would be like, well, that's it. Maybe. Because it's the thing. Some, for sure. Not yeah. you know, everything. But also, people don't expect to do that in Chicago. like in, 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 in bigger cities in general. Like, we have a lot of those types of restaurants in cities like ours. Yeah. Like, you know, they ain't across the Midwest because it's a bad idea to own open those in some places. 
But if you get it, uh, the right restaurant and the right piece of real estate, people going to roll in uh, just because you own that block. <laughs> right. Well, so. I look at it this way, dude. Um, like, I don't know much about plants, but I'm going to take this opportunity to make a big analogy about plants. You, know, right. you could have a plant in your front yard, and then this year it's a drought, and that plant does not flower at all. And the next year it's a drought, too, and the thing wrinkles up even more. But the year after that, there's no drought, and it starts blooming a little bit, and the next year it's in full bloom. Why? Because that flower or whatever was there for a reason, and yeah, like it got cut off for a little bit, but flowers work in that location under normal circumstances. So as soon as the circumstances are normal again, it's going to bloom. Now, is it going to be Kingston Mines? No, unfortunately. But, and maybe that's a special case because that was a special place. But there's a demand for stuff and things will spring up in the right places. New names, new management, but it'll be there. But the demand is going away in a way. Because it's partially the, the people changing. That neighborhood is changing. Um, okay. There might end up being another um, demand for 24-hour blues. But maybe that'll just end up me and that buddy guys do get packed more often. Or maybe, maybe that's what they packed. need, yeah. Blues across the street didn't close. The smaller okay. club right across the street. So yeah, it's like yeah. there's still something on the block. And as far as I know, they're not closed yet. So they're still hanging on, I believe. Yeah. You know, well, my hope so would be somebody has their eye on that space. I have a feeling condos would be happening. It's never a mm. music venue next and that's the problem. That's what I'm mm -hmm. saying. It's like people usually aren't buying these buildings with the music space to keep the music space. They end up bulldozing it or turning right. it into a fucking lobby for condos. Yeah, yeah. That's and true. that's what I'm saying. I believe, I know it's happening here for sure all over the city. And I wouldn't doubt it's happening in a lot of neighborhoods in New York. Well, you got to convince me, man. Let's go to New York. I want to. I want to. I hope the slack. The slackers will eventually play again, no matter what, right? I would love to see them in oh, New for York. Sure. And you know they come here. I would meet you in New York to go see the slackers. Yeah, I have a million excuses to get to New York. Uh, my favorite trombone player is in New York. One of my good buddies, and I don't know if you know him, Steve Pacheca from Skulk the Hulking. I've never uh, he's heard there. Of those words, except for Steve. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I wrote a little bit of the music for his second album. But anyway, yeah, like he might put on some shows or at least tell us some good venue shit that we could go check out. He had his um, wedding at the Creek in the Cave, which is a famous New York place that just closed also. That's like having your wedding at the Fireside. I mean, not that prestigious, but you know it's cool. Damn it, why didn't I try and have my wedding at the Fireside? Because you had to have it in L.A. Yeah, that would be my excuse. <laughs> As if I had to say. It, I, I figured you didn't have much say. I had some. I doubt she would have wanted the fireside of what you <laughs> Could you imagine that? <laughs> no, I can't. After what we ended up doing, no, I can't. I can't. <laughs> so speaking of Everyone Loves Raymond, which I didn't watch a lot of, but I remember one funny scene where in order to get out of working on like doing stuff for the wedding, Ray's goal was to get one task and fuck it up so bad that she wouldn't assign him anything else. Did you see this? <laughs> no, that's good. Though. <laughs> so he was in charge of the invitations and whatever her name is, I forget, but he made the invitation. Deborah, instead of saying, yeah. Instead of saying, uh, Deborah and Raymond, it said Deborah in Raymond, like 
and apostrophe and apostrophe. Deborah N. Raymond. <laughs> That's so stupid. <laughs> oh, yeah, I would hate that too. That's a good one. No, in fairness, I had a at least a third of a say in my wedding. I picked out the band and campaigned hard for that. So I don't see why she would have uh, had a problem with that, though. Well, it's not often that you get Link 80 to play a wedding. That's all. No, I'm just playing. I didn't even try and get Link 80. We got this local band, the big band style. It was cool. Yeah, that was nice. I did enjoy them. I had too much weed to go back to Chicago. So I get fucked up to your wedding band. That, I'm glad you did. That's cool. Oh, yeah. They sounded good. So I they really did. I gave some to your uncle. I'm sure he was appreciative. Thanks for tuning in to Six Wings Fried Hard. Our theme song is New Orleans Funeral by Run and Punch. 